Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure. It's easy to use, okay? FanDuel always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, when you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they got a ton of ways to play, man. Spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, sim game, parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, which you already know means it is time for a brand new edition of Snaps, your new favorite college football podcast daily. About an hour long, getting you right to your college football news every single day. Shout out to the Volume Sports YouTube channel uh, for having us on here. Shout out to FanDuel for putting us on promo code SNAPS if you're just signing up. And shout out, as always, to Colin Cowherd for sure. And to my co-host, Mr. Aaron Murray. What's up, Aaron? How are we feeling today, dude? Man, happy, happy Wednesday, ready to go, and going to be a good weekend. A lot of good games. I think we're going to get into some of them today, tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. We're going to be breaking down the top games heading into the weekend. And then Friday, T-Bob and I are on a heater right now. We're going to be giving some some lines yeah. out. What's our favorite games? Picks of the week. So I'm getting them ready right now. I got some some sneaky ones that I'm feeling pretty juicy about. I may lay down some uh, some money here this afternoon. 
Okay, okay, dude. I'm excited. Uh, what's up, Christopher David in the chat? Dylan Meadows, Bilbo Baggins, everybody else hanging out right now. Um, Aaron, those interviews you kind of hit me with like the K-pop teen girl like double peace sign there when I welcomed <laughs> you. Were you just like confused about what to do with your hands? Just kind of like did whatever popped I feel into like your I head. Feel like really, we we're in like halfway. I feel like I have to really get my hands in front of me. So. And speaking of, we uh, do use your words today, and I got to find my damn board. So, <laughs> wow, look at this guy. No, 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 I see one. it. Classic lack of preparation. Unbelievable. Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, well, just kidding. You'll have time to find him when we talk to Chris Trevino later, as uh, yeah, right before the show. That. We just sat down with uh, USC beat writer from 247. Very uh, interesting conversation concerning USC, their validity as a playoff team. And Chris, somebody covers the team very closely really offers some great perspective. So look forward to that in a bit. Uh, by the way, I'm doing excellent, Aaron. Thank you for asking. Uh, because tonight, you can see I got my Star Wars shirt on and or premieres. In fact, it's already out Ooh. right now, which now means for the rest of this fall. Uh, oh, there we go. Look at the Dan in the chat. Chris 10K Trevino is the man. You'll see why he's called 10K in a little bit. And I agree. But Tonight we get an Andor premiere, which means, Aaron, for the rest of the fall, my little sports-loving, nerdy heart, Wednesday night, I get Andor. Um, Thursday night, I get Papa Bezos and the excellent Amazon football broadcast. Friday mm -hmm. night, I get Rings of Power and all my mythological fantasy you know, love fulfilled. Saturday, I get football all day long and uninterrupted. Sunday, I get a little chill NFL during the day. And then Sunday night, I get House of the Dragon. I mean, are you shitting me, Aaron? Could life be better right now? Uh, I don't think so. So I'm very excited for today. I'm also excited for today's show. And worse, you should be too. Because we're starting with a man who looks like he could be your brother in some pictures. We're starting with a man <laughs> who in many ways is your brother. Due to y'all shared kinship as QB1 of the Georgia Bulldogs, you already know I'm talking about Stetson Bennett. And make no mistake, dude, there is a campaign rising right now. And as Georgia continues down this undefeated path where they look all but unstoppable, Stetson Bennett, or I guess this yep. is the question, could he actually win the Heisman Trophy? A man who just finally now got his first offseason as QB1, could he win the Heisman, Air Murray? Well, he's going to be in the discussion when anytime you're the national reigning national championship quarterback and a guy that right now I think we all believe is going to lead his team to a possible nether national championship. The names out there, the story is absolutely amazing. I mean, what better story could you want to tell if you're the, the Heisman campaign to uh, to Hollywood, for goodness sakes, a guy that was a former walk on that yep. came. The mailman left because he wanted to play football, came back because he just wanted to be a bulldog. It was his dream to be a bulldog and to wear the red and black, earn a starting position, continue to, to be doubted by the fans, wins the first national championship in 41 freaking years, and then comes back and possibly does it again. So yes, if, 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 if they're in the conversation to be in the playoffs, if they're in Atlanta, which I think we all assume they will, they will be in Atlanta at the end of the day playing for the SEC Championship, and he continues to put up the stats that he's putting up right now, he will be in Atlanta. And, and, and I think someone in the chat just said uh, Brock could win it. Brock, obviously the one of the best players in America, the best tight end in, in America. The issue with that, just like we saw last year with, with, with Alabama and their defensive end, is you can kind of take them out of the game. And I think Brock 
wasn't mm. the necessarily the strong start you were expecting just because there's so many weapons and there's so much focus on how do you slow down Brock Bowers. Stetson is a quarterback. Stetson's going to put up the numbers. And not only running, throwing the football, excuse me, but running the football yeah. as well. For those who missed it last week, my man's got a little jiggle jiggle, a little little swiftness to him there, making guys miss in the hole, running the touchdown versus South Carolina. So the dual threat capability as well adds to that possibility of Stetson being in New York. So I think he will. And I'm stupid. I wish I would have put some money early in the season when the odds were, were crazy stacked against him. But I don't feel like Bryce is going to be able to do it just because he has to have even better numbers from last year to be, yeah. you know, to me, a back-to-back Heisman winner. I think Caleb Williams on the outside, our West Coast, is going to have a chance. Obviously, our guy at Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, I think is going to have a chance. But Stetson is going to be right there in the thick of things when it's all said and done. Yeah, and uh, look, man, if you are in the chat, and, and, and I agree, I think ironically – the thing that may end up hurting our boy Studson is what Christopher David kind of alludes to here when he says Tequavius is averaging 317 yards passing per game in two and a half quarters. Like, honestly, it may be how good Georgia is that ends up taking away a bit because he will lose stats because of it. But, I mean, if you just look at the numbers right now, <clears throat> completing that's, that's 74% of, of his passes. Uh, what? Yes, yes. No, it is a lot, dude. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In, yeah. in a very short amount of time, like if you yeah. extrapolate it to like if they really mount a Heisman campaign, depending on how much Georgia starts to blow people out, they may have to come up with like a stats per minute metric to to explain like, no, no, he's actually been better like on a permanent basis yeah. than the other guys. He just doesn't play the full 60. Um, But right now, he's playing 74% of his passes, almost 11 yards per attempt, y'all. 10 10 is elite, and he's at 10.8 right now. He's got five touchdowns, no picks, 317 per, like we said. Three more touchdowns on the ground. Okay, yes, Stetson Bennett is a legitimate Heisman candidate, obviously. If you out there listening right now, watching on the Volume Sports YouTube channel, if you don't think Stetson Bennett is a legit Heisman candidate, it's probably because you're a bit beholden to the past. Uh, Maybe you're kind of... You, you you have a vision of who this quarterback can be, and you have not updated. I mean, Brum, we were um, doing some research before the show, and uh, we found some old pictures of Stetson Bennett. Show, show, me, show me Stetson with Kirby uh, from back in the – I mean, look at this, Aaron Murray. This does hair, not even man. look like the same kid. This kid looks aggressively nerdy and aggressively screech. bad. He looks like this, Screech. He looks like Screech he from looks Save like the Screech. Bell. You know like a video I watched this morning? Uh, that you'll appreciate because I think it might have been from 2013. You know, the the dogs, the guy in the white body paint was like, it's all about the dogs. Stetson looks more like someone who would be in the stands in this picture with the other guys all body paint up, ready to cheer on the Bulldogs rather than the one leading the Bulldogs. So I get it. You're like, this guy, this guy can't win Heisman. And you're right. But you know who can win Heisman? Stequavius Bennett. And you mentioned the wiggle showed last week, Aaron. That that move, that cut, that was Stequavius. This cut Ooh, here, this is Stequavius. If you're listening on a podcast, we're looking at Stetson in the barber chair, faded up. Some really beautiful, almost like Renaissance painting-esque lighting in this picture as well. Like I kind of feel like, honestly, I, I'm a big fan of Roman history. I've looked at a lot of um, I've looked at a lot of like Roman busts in my day, and he looks like a Roman general. 
and I the mean, fade is nice. Perfectly edged up on the sides. Oof. I mean, the fine Oof. line. Oof. I got to step my game up. But uh, so yeah, the point of this is he's evolved. Oof. Clearly. I mean, look at him. He has quite literally evolved. Now, I'm, I'm not talking like figuratively or his playing style has evolved. No, he has evolved into a different human being. And Stequavius Bennett is now a legitimate Heisman candidate. Well, he's confident. I, I, I you, you talk about his play hasn't changed a lot. I would say it's changed a little bit because last year he was reckless at times. I think that's it drove me crazy. There was times that he was you know, whether inside the pocket, especially outside the pocket, where he felt like he had to make every play. He was like, man, I got to sh- I got to prove to the nation, I got to prove to the dog nation that like I'm, I am a, a elite quarterback, that I deserve to be QB1. It shouldn't be these other four or five-star guys that are on the roster, but I can make every single throw. So that was, a, it, was it was essentially a big old chip on Stetson's shoulder, and he was trying to prove everyone wrong instead of just playing his game and understanding that, hey, man, I'm good enough to play at this level. And Kirby's not going to put me out there if I'm not good enough. And I think this year in, in, in talking with him, he, went, he really went back. He went back and watched the film and said, I have to do better of protecting the football, protecting this offense, and going out there and executing at a high level. And if I do that, this seems going to be really darn good. And, 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 and so far, that's been the biggest difference for me in his play. He's not forcing the ball into bad situations. He's taking care of it. Uh, Monk is doing a great job of getting the ball out of his hands. I think he has a tremendous release. He has great feet. He gets him in a position to throw immediately, and he gets him on the move. He's a great athlete, not just throwing to the right, but we've seen over and over again Stetson rolling to the left and throwing. And for a guy that's 5'10", 5'11", 190, 95 pounds, he packs a punch, man. He packs a punch throwing the football. I think he can make every single throw you could possibly want from the deep outs to the corners to the digs, the go balls, the post routes. Uh, is he an elite Justin Herbert, Josh Allen? No, but there is not a throw that Stetson Bennett can't make. It was just him now being, I would say, comfortable in his own shoes, not feeling that he has to go out there and every week prove himself. The fan base believes in him. His teammates believe in him. And yep. I think that goes a long way when it comes to going, just going out there and playing his game. And I think that's where we're seeing him go out there and do right now. So Stetson, Mailman, Stequavius, all three for Heisman. Let's 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 start the damn campaign. Uh, Bill Baggins asks, snaps, what tattoo does Sequavius get first? Arm sleeves with area code star slash UGA logo or AJ McCarron style chest tattoo? Please not AJ God. <laughs> I mean, please, dude, please. Ew. Maybe we'll have AJ on one day. I don't know, but my God, that is a bad tat. Uh, it's it's it's. If you've never looked up AJ McCarron's chest tattoo, turn this show off immediately. Do yourself a favor and do it. Uh, I do think Doesn't a half sleeve would go very AJ nicely on, on his chest. Vegas. It says AJ um, on. I, I think my memory of it. Uh, I I think my memory of it is a kind of comical jesus uh with maybe a crown of thorns in his head let me let me let me uh double there is a there is multiple religious uh paraphernalia there's a lot of religious uh, religious iconography so there's a cross of the god uh, image of jesus with thorns i do not see an aj i guess maybe j for jesus i guess not but uh 
You know, There's a lot going on. Though. It's a it's a bad picture of Jesus. If we're being honest, like it's, it's very poorly done. It looks like it was drawn by a child, uh, which is why it's actually. You know what? This tattoo is actually entering so bad that it's good territory right now with me. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm studying, I think AJ, if AJ's going to do it. He just needs to do the full chest. Like you can't just do the just the chest. I mean, the full body. Like you have to go to the abdomen. You have to go to the rib cage. You yeah. have to go full arm sleeves. Like if you're going to commit to doing something that big and outrageous. You got. You can't go halfway. Like you got to fill up. Essentially, at this point, I think he has to fill up the whole body. Go ahead. Well, it's like when we <laughs> yeah. when we talk to our boy Ten K in a minute here. He can't go half step into that hole, dude. That's no, what my old man always really. raised me. You got to hit the hole. Uh, just hands saints. Quavius broke bad. Um, and and now last thing on sets in here, and then we'll move on. Uh, he's playing with confidence. I love this Instagram post from him the other day, uh, where he says, "You were thinking it'd be different this time." Maybe next year. Hashtag thank you, Williams Bryce. I mean, anytime for me, anytime I was talking shit, it was when I knew I was kicking ass. I was feeling my best yeah. and I was feeling myself. And hey, I will say fade, one thing, T Bob. Yeah, go ahead. It's always nice to talk crap when you know you're never gonna have to play in that stadium again or against oh, that yeah. team again. So yes. yeah. Like yes. you know, you're like, yeah, I'll th- I'll throw some some some, you know locker room material out there because guess what i don't have to play this team again so yeah i'm gonna talk mad crap to south carolina so but i love it though he's you you know every time i'm around him there is that sense of he's just he's always on and yeah and, and there is once again that massive chip on his shoulder where he's out to prove the country wrong he's out to prove everyone wrong and i think he's kind of stepped back from that a little bit but he's a hell of a competitor, dude. Like he is a warrior out there on the field, and um, I'm a big fan. I really am. I mean, he he to me, he has gotten to Georgia goat status. Like we we all think of the greats in Georgia history, and obviously Herschel is that guy. You know, to win a national championship, to win the Heisman, yeah, he is that dude. But you know, we still it, it's still quarterbacks are looked at as the face of the program one of the the faces of the team regardless of when you played yes if you can win back-to-back natties and be in the heisman conversation you're flirting with with being on that same level as herschel yeah it's like tarashinsky cox bennett all the greats um all right let's talk about jimbo fisher uh because jimbo had a quote yesterday he said quote i know this sounds crazy we're a lot closer and it seems some things we're getting it and it's going to keep progressing and it's ahead of a big match just, just a lot in, faster in though t-bob just uh, a lot yes faster. i was trying i was trying to go fast it still wasn't fast enough jesus dude no, you gotta, um you like- but but they're in arlington this weekend against arkansas and the question is Aaron Murray, do you buy like can 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 a&m build off of what they saw uh, did last week and like here in a couple of weeks, will we suddenly be talking about AM like they're good again? I think so. And honestly, I think they could beat Arkansas and and going back and watching Arkansas, who is one of the worst uh defenses against the pass. And that's funny enough because what does AM struggle with? Throwing the football. But you look at last week's game versus AM and 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 I've been pushing this really hard. Get Max in, get Max in. They put him in there. I thought he looked good. I thought he actually ran the ball effectively as well, which we knew he could do from his time at LSU. But they were also missing some of their better receivers because of the the, the suspensions that came out. I believe it was either Friday night or first thing Saturday morning for guys doing some stuff the night before the game. 
that hurt the offense a little bit. No doubt about it. You go in with a game plan. You go in with your dudes. Uh, very similar to what Ohio State faced first Notre Dame. You go in with this awesome idea of how the offense is going to look, where uh, your top receiver is going to be, and then all of a sudden Jackson Smith and Jigba gets hurt. And your other top receiver was banged up before the game too. So now you're going to your third, fourth, fifth receivers who really didn't have the you know, the timing down yet with, with, with C.J. Stroud. I kind of feel like that was A&M last week. You go in with a game plan. All of a sudden, the night before, these guys decide to be complete idiots. They get suspended. Game plan has to be tweaked, and, and that's the last thing you want to do heading into a game like that versus a quality opponent in Miami. So I think having those receivers back, having Max Johnson in his second game now starting for, for A&M, going against a really, really bad secondary for Arkansas, and I mean really, really bad. Uh, <laughs> safeties can't cover. I think the corners are very average on the outside. I think this is a game where all of a sudden you say, wow, they can throw the football. They can make plays vertically down the field. Well, and plus, I like AM's defense. So I kind of agree with Jimbo here. This is a statement game from them. This is a top 10 matchup. And if they're able to pull it off and win, he's kind of walking out of that stadium with his middle fingers up saying, screw you guys, AM ain't that bad. Look, no, no, make no mistake. If 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 Jimbo comes out of here with a win over Arkansas, um, he has definitely stabilized the patient, right? Like, in fact, maybe already the patient looked like they were going to bleed out. You manage to stabilize him. You get into ICU. If you beat Arkansas and like Max Johnson looks good while doing so, then I think you're out of ICU, right? I, I, I think you're like, okay, then we are on the road to recovery. Uh, you mentioned how bad Arkansas's pass defense is. I was shocked, Aaron Murray, when Ryan Brumley told me this. He was like, let's look up how, you know, how, how down there. Where do you think Arkansas ranks in the country in pass defense they're, in terms of last. yards per game given up? They're dead last. They're yeah, dead, they're dead they're last. They're 131st out of 131 teams, literally. You know no why? One is worse. You know why, T Bob? No, why? And I hate to say it, but it's 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 white DB alert, man. You see a white uh, DB out there, you're going to attack know, him. Dude, you're going right know. after him. I apologize, know? my brother, but um, it was a thing that we always knew in in in, in the league. You go after him. Just I mean, they don't have dudes back there. Just, they don't have dudes the back there. They're not athletic. <laughs> I never respected a team with too many white guys on the defense. This is uh, an unfortunate snaps truth as well. Um, it just is what it is, dude. Uh, 131st in the country, and so this is where it all gets very interesting. And, and I'm not making a call yet on this game, Eric. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. There's a lot of weird matchups, right? Like, okay, yeah, Arkansas is dead last. But A&M's been complete shit at throwing the ball thus far. Uh, A&M runs it okay. Arkansas's got an elite run defense. Uh, I'm also still worried about A&M's offensive line. I don't think they look good at all. Uh, they got pushed around a couple of weeks ago uh, by App State, and they didn't really look good against Miami to me either. So I'm a little um, – where's this, this game's been playing in Arlington? Hmm. Yep. Okay, I'm not willing to make a call on the game yet. But to answer the original question, A&M's I do favorite, think they keep him right. Uh, I would, I would guess so. I would guess so. I, I think Arkansas's got. We could almost call this fraud boy, fraud ball 2.0. If last week A and M Miami was 1.0, because Arkansas's got some potential real slide. Like it, it, it's in the air. If they got this game. Um, who do they have? Alabama, then Mississippi State, then BYU. 
See, I don't think, I think, I don't think Arkansas is a fraud, T. I, I think I what did they lose three of the next four? What did they lose three of the next four? Who do they got three? Of the, they got a bitch of a schedule. I know that. Yeah, they got an awful I, four I, coming up. And AM one and a half point favorite. Shout out Fandle. Yeah. Okay, I, shout out Fandle, one and a half point favorite. favorite to now it. sign up, promo code SNAPS. Um, Arkansas next four games are AM, Alabama, Mississippi State, yeah. BYU. Yeah, that's 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 a grind. And then at Mississippi State at BYU. I mean, I could see them. Look, if I you see them to it, Miss, I think they're better. I think they're better than Mississippi State, maybe. Mm. Uh, and then I think yeah. they are that better pass than defense. So, dude, I mean, yeah, never mind. In theory, never what mind. is the they, air raid? Gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Good point so, so, to everything I've been talking about. How bad their pass <laughs> defense is. So, yeah, I mean, they could lose three out of the next four, but then I think they go on a run. They beat Auburn. They beat Liberty. I think they that's a coin flip versus LSU, coin flip versus Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, what, but I'm I not talking I'm not talking about them being okay though. I'm talking about them being like, you know, maybe like third best team in the SEC. And to get that, I think they got to go two and two over the next four. And that starts yes, a Saturday. I agree. I'm not picking yet, but where I stand right now is I do think that Max Johnson is a big upgrade over Haynes King. And I think that is critical. Because if you're going to beat A&M, you are going to have to be able to throw the ball. To be clear, I think both teams score a lot of points. I don't see A&M really being able to stop Arkansas either. So the thing that I'm feeling best about in this game is actually the over right now, which may be dumb because A&M's offense has been terrible. So we'll, we will see. Um, how, did, how did you – last one here, and then we'll get to – I guess mm, – okay, thirty. give me 30 seconds. How did you think, Aaron, that um, that Max looked in that first start? I thought he looked fine, honestly. I mean, it wasn't great stat-wise by any means, but first game, once again, like I alluded to, like you're missing some of the receivers that you practiced with all week. I think that kind of threw a hiccup in it. Plus, the receivers yeah. are good at AM. I think that, to me, has been a really surprising because Jimbo's recruited top-tier talent for years now, and we're really not seeing that consistency on the outside. And, you know, I know they maybe focus on some big boys up front on offensive and defensive line, but I'm not seeing – elite receivers on the outside so that hurts this offense a little bit i think max week two though against this defense can put up some pretty big numbers jlab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are perfect for calls listening to podcasts and working out they are built for every single moment jlab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics ucla duke Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. 
If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from your favorite new college football show, Snaps, here on the Volume Sports Network. And check it out. Right now, all FanDuel customers get a no-sweat bet, okay? That means free bets back if your bet doesn't win for everybody. I don't care if you're new. I don't care if you've had FanDuel for a while now. Just log into your account. See how much your no-sweat bet will be. And look, there's so many different great ways to bet on college football. Same game parlays. I would do a little live betting. I gave you the Tiny Penix Pump Parlay just last week. Uh, futures, like whatever you want. This weekend, Early best bet here, folks, okay? USC minus six and a half gets Oregon State. I like Oregon State. I get it. But them little Trojan boys are rolling right now, okay? Go ahead and hop on it. And if you've been thinking about joining, join now. Promo code SNAPS. Sign up for the FanDuel Sports. We got promo code SNAPS. Get that no sweat bet and check it out. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Number one bet of the week last week was Kansas plus nine against Houston. What'd they do? They won by 18. And guess what? FanDuel live in Kansas. Any surprise they're good again? I don't know. It says here in the script, emphasize reasons below for people in Kansas to sign up. Okay. I know what Kansas is famous for. Barbecue. Kansas Dirt Cake, Sunflower State, Wheat Production, The Wizard of Odds, Plain Indians, Orwells, Wichita, shout out FanDuel, shout out Kansas, downloaded today, no sweat bet, promo code SNAPS, FanDuel. All right. Uh, well, right now, I'm so excited. We got to sit down with Chris Trevino at Chris N. Trevino on Twitter. Uh, covers USC for Go27 Sports. We are the Petit Trojan Boys. Here we are sitting down with Chris. Yo, what's up, everybody? I am so excited to be talking to our next guest because if you've been hanging out with us here on Snaps, you know that me and Aaron have dubbed ourselves Le Petit Trojan Boys because we are firmly on the USC bandwagon here early on. They've already won us some money. They're out there kicking ass on the West Coast, bringing the brand back. And right now, 
We are talking to one of the best voice to talk USC with. Chris Trevino covers USC for 247, has uh, one of the most well, – well, well, we'll get into all of it. Chris, what's up, dude? Thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I mean, I don't know how I got on the ra- uh, the radar for you guys, but I'm I'm excited to be here, and thanks for having me on. Well, okay, true or false, Chris? You had uh, you had uh, Papa Cowherd on your pod at some point. Yeah, we yeah we came, we had him on uh, during the you know the Big Ten news. He came on, you know, one of our most popular podcasts. Obviously, you know, when Colin comes on, everyone wants to to listen to him. And he invited me to lunch a couple weeks ago, and I haven't heard back. So I need you guys to to send a, an inquiry out for me. Okay, dude. Okay, well there you go. See, look, we are all here because of, uh, like I said, Papa Collins. So that's where the connective tissue lies. And also, me and Aaron have been high on SC thus far, Chris. Uh, and we'll start talking SC here. And you cover this team obviously much more in depth than we do. How surprised are you with some of the statements that they've been able to make here early on? Interesting question. I wouldn't say I'm totally shocked because just, you know, everything we covered in the offseason, just all these talented players coming in, you know, what Lincoln Riley has been preaching and just kind of seeing it on the field and in practice and in workouts. And you felt like there's definite change. You could feel it. You could see it. And I think the most shocking part for me is just, seeing it in action you know i'll be i'll be honest guys you know i i did not cover the best usc teams over the last six five years you know in the clay helton era so i think that's the most surprising thing is just seeing kind of that 180 flip from you know what i was covering three years ago two years ago to seeing this high octane offense you know i was covering an offense last year that could not score in the third quarter would not go under center could not punch it in the end zone consistently <laughs> at all and now I'm seeing a, a team that, you know, doesn't face a third a third down until the second quarter. That's what happened in the Stanford game, as you guys probably saw. But just a high-powered offense just can go up and down the field at will. It's just that's kind of the surprising part, just how quickly it has turned around and how quickly, you know, Lincoln and these guys have, have turned them into a top-10 team, a, a national team, and kind of back on the national radar. I think that's the most surprising part. I'm not kind of surprised that it's working right now. I think just sometimes I, I get like caught up in like, wow, this this is very different from what it was in 2021. So USC and just the Pac-12 in general, you, you turn on the channel and I'll, 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 I'll throw some shade at UCLA. There's no one in the stands. There's barely anyone. We get more high school you know fans at high school games for T-Bob and I growing up than what we're seeing out there. I get it. There's a lot of fun things to do in California. And if football is not great, you're not going to go to the football game. You'd rather go to the beach, rather go shopping. And like T-Bob and I say, focus on stocks and bonds and other good stuff. (laughs) Uh, But USC is good. When are we going to see that kind of energy in the Coliseum? I think you're seeing it little by little. You know, season opener, 100 degrees out, you know, 60,000 fans came out. That's a big win considering, you know, kind of the the literal – environment with that with that heat night game on at fresno state you know kind of the lights out thing good energy you know not as packed as i thought it would be but they're slowly coming around they're slowly gaining trust with lincoln riley and this team and if they keep winning you know by the time you get to that that notre dame game down the line i'm expecting 
a jam-packed house. And it's little by little. I feel every week you feel a little bit more of the fans, you know, learning to love again, learning to embrace USC football. You saw it a little bit in the spring. You see it on social media, but it doesn't really matter until, you know, it shows up in the ticket sales. It shows up into, you know, people in their the, those USC jerseys in the stand. USC student section fully bought in. You know, they they packed it oh, to yeah. the gills. Uh, against Fresno State, but you know the, those everyday fans. You know some guys, like I said, are just trying to to get back to really trusting this team, and I think we're going to see that go more and more and more. You know they got a couple home games coming up after this road game against Oregon State. If they leave Corvallis with a win, I think we're going to see some some rocking crowds again. You know for Arizona State, Washington State, going into that obviously road game at Utah, but I think they're going to get a chance to show their fandom more. Uh, in the next couple weeks. So it's, it's getting there. It's building up. But, you know, like you said, L.A. traffic, a lot of things to do in L.A., but yeah. they're slowly winning back the fan base. And it, it's going to be fascinating to see, man, when you look ahead at, at USC's schedule. Obviously, Notre Dame is a game that felt really tough at the beginning, feels much more winnable now, and really every game starts to feel pretty winnable for, for SC, if not maybe even favored in every game. That does beg the question, Chris, are we talking about in the Trojans, are we talking about a legitimate playoff contender? Something that the Pac-12 has not had in a while now. I was worried you guys were going to ask me about this because yes. I get this question a lot, and I really yeah. don't know where to fall on this question because the schedule and the talent, and it's all there for USC, and they absolutely could run the table or you know take one loss and get to the Pac-12 championship, win the Pac-12, and then firmly, obviously, be in that discussion to you know be that fourth seed, that third seed, or, or whatever, how it, however it shakes out. But do I think that they're a legitimate playoff team in the sense that they could win in a win a game in the playoff? I do not. I just don't think the defense is there yet. Obviously, there's still you know a bunch of games to be played, and they'll, they'll get better. Um, that offensive line is really thin. So a lot of things could go wrong to they're like right on the fringe of something going really wrong and kind of derailing, you know, a possible 10 win, 11 win, undefeated, whatever kind of season. So I think there's some holes there, but just based off, you know, the media nationally wanting them to be good. And, you know, I think the, the poll voters want them to be good. And, you know, cultural ball is better when USC is is good. I think that's the, that whole storyline that's pushing them forward a lot more in 2022. So there's absolutely a scenario where they could get into the playoff. Will they be competitive in the playoff? I don't think so. I don't think they're there yet. You know, USC fans were chanting, we want Georgia. They do not want Georgia. That game would not turn out well <laughs> for the Trojans. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there right and, and now. It would not go well. They're not, they don't have the horses. <laughs> they do not have the horses yet. They're, they're a couple years away. Yeah. But absolutely, they can sneak into that playoff. Um and, you know, that's good for recruiting. That's good for the brand, even if, you know, they get rocked by a, an SEC team. But that's still, you know, a team that won four games last year. And we're talking about them possibly being in the playoff. That's that's a, a huge accomplishment for Lincoln Riley in this in this organization. Oh, my. It, it's gigantic. And it's a hell of a start, obviously, to the addition or, or, or being added to the Big Ten. Now that you guys have had some time to kind of digest this next move here in the next couple of years, you're just overall thoughts and our fans really excited about leaving the Pac-12. Are they going to miss it? And and how much better is it for that 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 brand and UCLA along with them? 
initially, like the day it broke and we ran over to the studio to do, you know, a reaction pod, all that, fans initially, at least on social media, were not happy about it. I was a little surprised by the numbers. We did a poll. But if you look at like the the hardcore fans, you know, those message board guys, the guys who, you know, obviously paying for for memberships and talk trash or love their team on the message boards, they were all about it. It was pretty much all like it was like 90% were like, yes, this is it. Because when you th look at it from, from the fans perspective, it's like USC hasn't been great, but also the Pac-12 has also been much worse than USC and in terms of, you know, getting them on the national stage and and setting them up for success. And again, like I said, USC has has been down and that has also hurt the Pac-12 uh, ginormously. But when you play with a for a conference that, you know, isn't making the money like a Big Ten or SEC, you get behind the ball and, and that's not good in college football, which is, you know, all about the money, the arms race, facilities, recruiting, all that stuff. So that extra 30 million, I mean, how can you turn that down? You know, college football and the traditions is a big part of why so many people love it. But in this new age of college football, NIL, arms races, TV money, TV contracts, you know, you have to go where the money is. And that's what USC is doing. USC is looking out for USC. It's, it's brand is a blue blood and is doing what's best for them. So I absolutely agree with what they're doing. And I'm excited for what that's going to kind of look like, you know, USC versus Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois, whatever, whatever that may be down the line. I'm excited for that new era of USC football and kind of what it looks like in college football as we kind of move towards these two super conferences. But USC did absolutely what they needed to do to look out for them because that's what it's like in college football. So that money's going to be yeah. so crucial, you know, updating facilities, mm -hmm. getting their foot back in the recruiting trail and, you know, going national again. So I was all for it. I am all for it. You know, we love our college football traditions, but it's a new age. You got to adapt or, or die. Chris, I want to talk about you for a second here. So uh, uh -oh. on Twitter, you are Chris in Trevino. Everybody should go follow Chris again. Covers USC for 247. So like if you're into USC or if you just want to kind of watch this rise of USC firsthand, Chris is an awesome follow. Um, I've been loving it in a couple days now. But one of the things that immediately attracted me to you, Chris, is I'm no stranger to on-air stunts. In fact, I may end up with a dangling cross earring sometime in the next couple of weeks, right? But uh, it says it right here on your Twitter. It's a tweet um, from January. I will get a 10K tattoo if I hit 10,000 followers before SC starts spring camp. It's followed up by a very large 10K tattoo on your calf. Now, Chris, what I want to ask you about, first off, great job with the follow-through there. Excellent work. But, like, you didn't go half-stepping into that hole. That's a big-ass 10K. You could have, like, hidden a tiny little stencil 10K on an ass cheek or on, like, a an inside of an elbow. No, you were like, no, -uh, no, dude, I'm going for it. And you got a big old 10K on the calf, dude. What, what was the thought process behind it? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I figured you might bring this up because I saw you like the tweet a couple days ago. Like, oh, he's doing his research. He's doing his research. Uh, yeah, initially, I was going to just do like a 10K like on my finger, like yes. right here. But yes. it, yeah. it you, you guys get it. You know, it, it matches. It, it, it meets the requirement, basically. But I noticed that 
when the the campaign, you know, from my followers to get me to 10K, it was so, there was so much passion. Like someone made a Twitter account just dedicated to getting it going. Somebody wanted it on my face. Absolutely not. Someone made a Facebook page about it. So it was so like in my face. I thought it wasn't going to be that big a deal. I thought it would just like blow over and then like whatever, but it like became a thing. And so for me, it was like, they went through all this trouble. I mean, they put in all this effort. I feel like they deserve more than just a little finger. So oh, I yeah. settled on the calf. And when I got to the the tattoo parlor, because I did it live on our show, um, he, he he brought me a couple. I I brought he brought me a couple of sizes or whatever. And he, he initially picked out the one that I picked, and I looked at it and it was like, this is kind of small. It's not insignificant, but it's kind of small. And I and I said to myself, you know, if we're gonna do it, let's just do it. So I just went a size <laughs> bigger. Nice. So I just was yeah, like, dude, you know, full send. It. If we're gonna do it. If we're going to do it, let's yes, just do baby. it. So I was like, yeah. It, you know, Chris, honestly, it honors the new era of USC football. If we're going to do it, like, let's do it. Let's go all in on this thing. All right, Chris. Let's exactly. Go. All right, Aaron. You got it. Oh, I love it. All right, I want to get one, one more last question from me. I got. I can't let you go without talking a little bit about quarterbacks. Caleb, man, he was impressive last year. That he kind of freelanced a little bit too much at times and, and looks like he's refined his game and – could be a Heisman guy, man. He looks damn good. I know he's got some weapons around him, but how would you compare him? Not only to like obviously the past five years has been a little bit rough, but just in general, from the small sample size you've seen, how does he stack up to some of the greats at USC? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Obviously, I've covered you know a couple of good QBs, and you know Keen Slovis had a really good season. Jackson Dart was really electric, you know, before he went to Ole Miss, kind of that true dual threat guy you know sam darnold i was there that's when my uh, usc beat writing career started with sam darnold so not a bad starting point but caleb just has this kind of it factor that sets him above the rest in terms of uh, the guys that i've covered specifically just he just feels different he just it's just a little bit more that tier above and you know i've talked to guys in the off season where it's just like you know they were we were talking about Caleb, you know, in summer workouts and summer PRPs and offseason workouts. And they were like, you know, he's just different. You know, that ball is just, you can tell a Caleb Williams ball. It just, mm -hmm. you can tell by the sound. You can tell when it hits your hand. It just comes off different. Like he has it. So when you hear guys talk about that, you know, guys who have played with some pretty good quarterbacks at USC, because there's always going to be some good quarterback on USC's roster, you know, you start to pay attention. And as far as the greats, you know, you know, he has a chance to be up there. Obviously, you know, a national title would really help his case to being, you know, up there, but Heisman as well. He's a legitimate Heisman yep. contender, legit guy that could be up there at that podium holding the trophy and you know, that's a reality that hasn't really set in for USC fans in a while, you know, trying to get back to getting a Heisman back into, you know, the, you know, the storied program and adding to that collection. And obviously it's set up on paper, you know, Lincoln Riley has obviously produced two Heisman winners. Caleb Williams could be the next one, just so talented, just the way he talks and, you know, his leadership ability. He has everything that makes a Heisman winner. You obviously just has to go out and do it. Just go out, go out and win it. They love dual threats. He's a dual threat. I think you were agreeing. It was a little bit freestyling, a little bit too much, holding on to the ball, yeah. trying to make too much happen in that pocket. Sometimes you just got to go. 
just take off. You know, he's been more conscious about staying in the pocket, but I think that, you know, froze him a little bit at times. You know, they had that rough second quarter where they took a lot of sacks, couldn't move the ball, but sometimes you just got to take off. But just just the ability to do that in college football and be a playmaker with your legs just helps an offense so much, especially in a chaotic game like college football. You know, he has the stuff to to be there in New York when when they present the trophy. And, you know, I bold predicted, one of my bold predictions I do every season is Caleb Williams, Heisman winner. So uh, I got I got some stock in that. So I, I think it could happen. Ooh. He would definitely have a place up there. Oh, I mean, Chris, this means you got to get a Caleb Williams tattoo on your ass if he wins a Heisman, 100%. <laughs> Tweet it out. Put the energy into the world. It's time. Full send evolution. Full send 2.0. <laughs> fun uh, fact. I was actually his. You know, I was Go just ahead. say fun fact. He was actually my. Uh, I, I was actually his swim coach when he was a kid. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, that would be way too weird. Then I don't think you can. Yeah, you that'd be that'd be a little bit. That'd be a little bit. <laughs> that'd be a little bit weird. But I, yeah, I do have this connection with Caleb going back. So. Oh, man. Well, that is a small world, Chris. Look, man, enjoy it. There is nothing better than covering a school when they get hot and you get to witness mm -hmm. the turnaround firsthand. It's the rise is the most fun part of the sport equation as a fan and a a, a person who covers a team, right? Uh, Chris Trevino at Chris N, the letter N, Chris N Trevino on Twitter. Go follow him. All your SC news. Something tells me they're going to be very relevant for the entire year. Chris, take it easy, man. You have a great day. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. There he was, Chris Trevino, Mr. 10K himself. And right now, it is time to welcome in our excellent producer, Ryan Brumley, for a brand new edition of Use Your Words. Brum, what you got for us today, dude? All right, nothing too crazy. You know, we, we write, I ask a question, you guys write down the answer. Aaron, you'll go first. Arizona State's no, no, looking for a new... Put, put Put T-Bob first so I can go grab my board right over here. What were you doing for the last 15 minutes? What, yeah, we just said Listening to our excellent interview. T-Bob, Arizona State's next coach should be. All right. Well, you already know what time it is, man. It's time for a little prime time in Tempe. Damn it. My freaking whiteboard marker doesn't really work anymore because I dried it out. It's kind of limping along. But look, man, it's time. For prime time in Tempe, uh, I the, the whole Dion to the Auburn thing makes no sense to me. Um, in the Pac-12, you're talking about a step up, maybe from where he's at right now. That makes sense in terms of competition, not jumping uh, straight to one of the like the just straight to the SEC or something like that. He could make going to the desert cool as hell. You know, he would recruit his ass off. Um, I, I I would go Coach Prime if 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 I was a Sun Devil. I would go with Coach Prime, but if I'm Coach Prime, I'm not going to Arizona. Mm. So uh, I'm going with – I was thinking my boy Rick Neuheisel. He lives there in Scottsdale. I know he wants to get back in the coaching. Kind of like him. I just didn't know how to spell his last name, so I went with someone else. Uh, we're going to go with <laughs> Dan Mullen. Mullen's a lot easier oh, to spell than Neuheisel. So, okay, dude. Uh, Dan, I mean, listen – I think he's doing a good job. I haven't seen too much, a little bit here and there with with the half times at ESPN, but uh, I just feel like he's young. He probably wants to get back into the game. Offense, offense, offense. It's the name of the game, especially in the Pac-12. I don't know. I like it. I think he'd do a good job out there. All right, Aaron. The team on upset alert here in week four is team on upset alert this week is 
So you know, I was going to go with Arkansas, but Arkansas is actually um, the underdog in this game for Texas A&M. So I'm going to switch it up and go a little Clemson Tigers yeah, uh, versus yeah, Wake yeah, Forest. Yeah. Man, this is a big game for Clemson. I still don't really feel this offense too much right now. Um, and Wake Forest, they're going to be able to score. That that what they do on offense with the the whole ride it to the very last second, pull it and throw it. I absolutely love it. Uh, love Clemson's defense. Don't get me wrong. It's, this is still an elite defense, but can can Clemson's offense come alive? That's the question mark. So if Wake gets hot, they can score, and I just don't think Clemson's gonna be able to to, to hang with that and, and be able to put up a lot of points. So Clemson, be on the lookout for that game versus uh, versus, versus the uh, Demon Deacons. All right, Clemson was my first instinct, but my final answer was Iowa. As you can see there, bro, the Corn Boys are in trouble. Not only has Iowa looked awful, but last week proved that the football gods hate Iowa. They made those fans, just for getting the joy of seeing like two touchdowns, they made those fans sit in the stands for 10 hours worth of boring-ass Brian Ferentz, Iowa football. And yes, said Brian on purpose. We're talking specifically OC here, right? So they got to go now to New Jersey, take on Rutgers. Rutgers and Shiano, they play hard, man. It feels like a really bad spot for Iowa. Seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me the Rutgers money line. That's all right. Nice work there. <clears throat> Most surprising team three weeks into the season, T-Bob, is... All right, hold on one second. One more second. I am riding. I am riding. Brum, let me take you back to 2007. One of the earliest meme videos out there. And I'm talking about Washington, Washington, six foot 20, fucking killing for fun. You, ever, you, you remember that? Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? I'm aware of what right you're now. talking about, yes. On a horse not. made of crystal, I, I, he patrols the lands with his, <laughs> with his mason ring. His it was Hamilton before Hamilton. Perfect hands. The point of this is, you know who else has perfect hands? Michael Penix Jr. We love Kalen DeBoer. We're big Washington no. stands here. Nobody expected anything from him. They're now ranked. They're 3-0. and The Pac-12 is frisky. How could it not be the Huskies? I'm going to go with them Seminoles, Florida State, baby. Jordan Travis, damn, he's looked good to start the season. Hopefully he's healthy. He practiced this week. I think he had a little bit of a cryptic text as well or tweet kind of indicating that he's ready to get back out there as QB1 for FSU. But they're winning games in the fourth quarter. That means that's a great sign for the Seminole faithful. This team is buying into the culture. They got a quarterback now. I like FSU in the uh, in that week conference called the ACC. All right, and to finish up here, the most disappointing team through three weeks is Aaron. You going to go first? He sure is. I go first. Yes, most disappointing team through the first weeks is Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, baby. Ah, mm. uh, they got a win last week, but you're without your starting quarterback. Uh, just doesn't look good. It's a tough schedule. Notre Dame always has a tough schedule, and right now they're just they're still very average on offense. Not even average, or below average. So they're going to struggle. There you go. See, we're on the same page. Same page, dude. How could it not be Notre Dame, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying anybody thought they were going to be awesome, but you do also have to factor in that we thought they were maybe going to be really good after the Ohio State game. We're like, oh no, that's just yep. State's defense being better. But like, 
look how legit Notre Dame's deep. To follow that up with a loss to Marshall in terms of expectations and then looking like shit against Cal, uh, it's, I mean, yes, it's Notre Dame is by far the most disappointing team in the country thus far. Well, look, folks, that'll do it. Um, Jason McCormick in the chat saying throw eight and four Texas A&M in there as well. Um, the only thing is, I think there was more doubt on A&M than there was Notre Dame, uh, but they're certainly disappointing as well. A&M, A&M's still winning record, though, correct? So, I mean, yes. And yes, I think there's yes, still yes. potential there. Auburn's still 2-1 and one as well. So it's, I, I agree that you know, those teams, I think we were all kind of not expecting Auburn to be good this year. Uh, A&M expectations are always high, but they're still they're not totally out of it yet. So that's why I'm not putting them in there. Give me like another four weeks if they play like crap. Then yeah, they're going to be in that category of huge disappointment for the season. I mean, if they lose to Arkansas this weekend, I think you could probably start to put them there. Yeah, uh, but yeah. we will see. Fraud Boy 2.0 coming this weekend. Uh, so that'll do it for this Wednesday edition of Snaps again. Thank you for listening, y'all. Shout out FanDuel. If you download the FanDuel app for the first time, use the promo code Snaps to help your boys out. Shout out to Papa Colin for making the show happen. Subscribe and like the Volume YouTube, uh, the Volume Sports YouTube channel. And look, sub to our pods and send it to your friend group. Okay, text it in all of your friend group texts that you are in, and I'll send you nudes. Um, okay, so that's up to you if you want me to or not. Mister Aaron Murray, you have an excellent day, dude. You got a radio show coming up. I do, I do, and uh, enjoy the big night tonight, T Bob. I'll be there with you, and uh, we'll get a little rewind of it tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon hell yes dude and or tonight we'll be back with snaps tomorrow 2 p.m eastern 1 p.m central uh then we got a little third it's like it's going to be a great week shout out to everybody thank you so much for hanging out with us here and we will see you tomorrow protect your dream home with american family insurance and you can weather any storm You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters 
every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.